Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Locked into the latest edition of the Hey! Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, presented by RotoFanatic.com. Go to RotoFanatic.com. Every weekend, we have your upcoming week covered. Schedule factors from Crosby Spencer, Infirmary Report from Davey Funnel, and Mr. Dr. Mike Carter has your closing remarks every weekend at RotoFanatic.com. It's episode 105. You may be curious as to what's in store for today's Palazzo podcast. Well, I'll tell you what, it's definitely full of fantasy baseball talk. However, we're going to get to know Tony from the Open Bar Fantasy Baseball Podcast. You can follow him at Open Bar Dudes on Twitter. Tony's a straight shooter, an outstanding human being, and an above average basketball player. You're going to learn all about Tony and what he has to say about Robbie Ray on today's show as you join your host, Christopher Neary and Michael Govier. The Blotso Podcast never lets you down. We're always full bore, 24 7, 365. If you need help, Come to us, DM us, Plato Podcast, two L's, two Z's. We're always here for you. Do not think otherwise. Now it's time for Tony, Chris, and Mike to get jiggy with it. Take it away, boys! Donovan McNabb! That's right, you are listening to the Donovan McNabb Football Exclusive, Philadelphia's very own elite football podcast. Nope, just kidding. This is the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Go Tigers. Part of the Rotofanatic Network, which is brought to you by rotofanatic.com. Go over there. Check out the weekend articles, schedule factors, firmary report, closing remarks. You should know them by heart by now. They're all there to help you. Myself, Christopher Deary, live here hosting the show. We got a guest today who's going to be a part of our experience. He's going to be someone 
that we can rely on for information, a few laughs, maybe a chuckle or two, maybe a, a cry. Maybe we'll have a good cry on the show. I don't know what's going to happen. We don't script these things. It's real time and it's live, right, Deary? Oh, yeah, it's live. Man, I'm, I'm dying up here in my office. I, uh, for the first about 100 episodes, I was doing these in the basement, the nice, cool basement. It was great. And now I've moved it up to this guest room upstairs. I just turned the AC on. It's like not even coming through in the vent. So if, if you just see pellets of sweat coming down, don't be scared. It's not that I'm nervous. It's that I'm just really damn hot in here. It's got that shiny head. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, C. Deary, 1999 on Twitter. MJ Govier, G-O-V is in Victor. I-E-R-G-O-V-I-E-R. Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. And then there was one man. Jasper says hello. Hi, Jasper. We'll get to you shortly. Let's introduce our guest. He is a man who's known as the host of the Open Bar Dudes Fantasy Baseball Show. He's a smooth, easygoing guy. He likes the Cubs sometimes. He also believes that it's very important that we take care of ourselves, treat each other properly and with full respect, but never take yourself too seriously. He has the spirit of a rhino. Give it up for Tony from Open Bar Podcast. Tombo, welcome in. Thanks so much for having me. I'm not entirely sure what the spirit of a rhino entails <laughs> but I, I will embrace it for the next couple of hours because i'm sitting in with two l's and two z's on a friday night everyone's Utah. getting home give me cracking two. a couple of beers getting ready for their father's day weekend uh uh are, are you guys i'm a dad i'm pretty i'm drinking tea by the way this is tea <laughs> peppermint tea that's fine of course of my course. michigan mug look at that Chris, you got any kids? Chris, you got kids? No, there? no children. Okay. Uh, okay. He wants them, though. He wants them. <laughs> Shout out yeah, to the dads. I'm Shout out to the dads right now. <laughs> Shout out to the dads this weekend, though. Well, that's cool. Dads, yeah. I have a father. In fact, he lives like 10 minutes away. I never see him. <laughs> <laughs> Strange relationships. Although we did have COVID, so that was a delay. You know, that's fair. Anyways, great. Yeah, so welcome in, Tone. Uh, how you feeling? How's the podcast been going? Uh, is there anything we need to know that we don't know? Uh, it's been a while. Since I was on the show way long time ago, that was like August of last year, I believe. I came on with Brent from the Exit Exit Velocity and the what's this podcast? Is it? It's Exit, Exit Velocity. Velocity Pod. Yeah, yes, right. Sir. Yeah, that was a fun night. Well, that night actually inspired me to go a different direction with our podcast completely. Okay, I think one of the things that you guys do here is entertain and inform, right? There's a plethora of fantasy baseball podcasts out there more and more each day. How do you stand out? You guys are number one on my list, okay? Nobody else is producing content the way you are. It's just the truth, all right? That's coming from the guy who does a fantasy baseball podcast, right? But I did want to find some uniqueness in our game. I had to change things up a little bit. I can't just deliver StatCast metrics and just, just spew it out and hope everyone comes back for more. So here's what we're doing. And it was partly because of you and Brent, like you referenced, okay? What did we do there? We did a, 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 a sit down, a table, and we turned it into a game show theme, right? This around the horn game show theme for arbitrary points. It's all a good time, okay? But it mixes it up a little bit, and we had a lot of fun with this. So that's what we've been doing each season, each month, okay? We've had on three fantasy baseball analysts and battled it out. We've just battled it out for points. And then those winners of each month are going to go on into the postseason and battle out for fantasy baseball triple play supremacy. Before I even knew the triple play fantasy baseball <laughs> podcast existed, I, yeah. I, I, I dubbed that segment triple play. We're still rolling with it. I had those guys on. We're cool. They're great guys. Okay. Yeah, they don't have proprietary rights over that uh, oh. moniker. 
No, they were great. They were great. Art, little cheesecake. If you're familiar <laughs> with him, he took our very first victory uh, in April, and then we've just been rolling since then. So that's what we've been doing: three guests, uh, one show every month, and then four points and for a champion. We've had a lot of fun with this so far. Hell yeah, dude! Shout out to all those guys. Triple Play Pod, Doc, Mendy, and Little Cheesecake. Little Cheesecake, I still owe you a phone call. If you're out there, <laughs> I still owe you a phone call. I apologize. I've been a bad friend. But that's okay because Tony's been taking care of business. Thanks, Tone. We love having you on. It's been a long, 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 long. Oh, wait, what well, long? That one is long gone. Long overdue to have you on the show. And in fact, we were supposed to have you on the preseason. Then uh, some bullshit happened when I had a job or something. I had to go to work that day. Yeah. But we're here now, so it's good news, right, Deary? You here, Deary? What's up? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yes, it's hey, good. Why is he talking it's, to me? Yeah, it's great to have supposed Tone. to be talking for a while. No, it's, it's great to have Tone on. I remember it kept getting pushed back, pushed back, and then the season started, and now we're like into like mid-June, so this is a great time to have Tone on. Tone's appearance is a lesson in flexibility, folks. You know, you got to be flexible. And you got to be prepared for changes. Don't be flaky. There's a fine line between flaky and flexible, I believe. Isn't that true, Tone? 100%. And then kudos to you guys on working around my crazy schedule. Uh, I do work nights. It is what it is. Uh, I'm not able to podcast throughout the week like I would like to. I'm not able to yeah. get out there as much content as I would like to. I'm basically bullshitting on Twitter the best I can. Uh, I'd like to do better content. It's just not that a reality. Is bullshit. For my home life <laughs> at this time, but we're doing great. Well, I do appreciate you guys having me on uh, tonight. By the way, does anyone know who's uh, who's saying this? That is bullshit. That I is heard. bullshit. I should know this stuff. I went to Gilbert Godfrey at first, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> no, no, we have a Godfrey jo- uh, drop, and it will annoy the. That is bullshit. That's uh, Charlie from Always Sunny. That is bullshit. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah, now I get it. Yeah, as soon as you said yeah it. now it's easy, right? Yeah. I should have known because I believe, like, we, uh, yeah, I'm spacing out <laughs> over here. I just got home from work. I've been up since like 6 30. My celebrity look like I've been told I look like Mac. Oh, absolutely. You think so? Yeah. Well, no, I think J- our friend well, Jason right looks just right. like Mac. I think he looks more like Mac. So, well, right now <laughs> he's, uh, right now you're buff Mac. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Got real fat. Not fat <laughs> Mac. Yeah, not fat Mac. Matt Williams of the house. What's up, Matt? Matt's here. Matt pops in every now and then. Fellow Rota Fanatic compatriot as well. Check out the Turn 2 podcast. Him and Paul Mamino were on this past Tuesday. Check it out. They're talking about the ball and what's going on with all this pitching madness and substance. Gunk. Gunkapalooza. I, oh, I like that better than Gunk Gate. Yeah. Gunkapalooza. Gunk Gate. That's a good yeah. one. Like. <laughs> uh, Tone, we're going to talk all about that. Don't worry. But first, uh, we want to say... Follow Tone. Follow him at Open Bar Dudes. That's your main handle. There isn't like a, you know, some people decide, should I have a show handle and my own personal handle? Some people just c- combine it all into one. And I actually think, I said this uh, a little while ago to somebody else, I prefer, or maybe I should have just done the one handle and have it be a one-off place where everybody can be. I am fighting this tooth and nail. Uh, I think maybe you should have the two i clown so much and we just described the content that i put out it ain't it ain't stellar maybe i should professionalize this a little bit bit more uh uh, on the open bar dudes handle and put out the metrics and the stuff and then i can bullshit on another handle uh i I, it was terribly difficult to have two for me when i'm always on the run as it is right now but nick pollock was my last hope right 
he kind of hid under the pitcher list uh, name for a long time, for several years. As Jay got just rose to fame, incredible podcast there as well. Uh, but finally came out and he's just, this is Nick Pollock. This is Nick Pollock's handle now as he runs the pitcher list. Uh, so maybe I do need to make a turn uh, and a clown on a separate handle mm-hmm. altogether. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Too Seems like a lot of work. Shut up. All right. So, yes, Tony's here. We're live. Uh, we got Sam Jacobowitz is back. Sam, haven't seen you in a minute. You got traded offers. Sam is always busy. Tone, to know Sam is to know a guy who comes to our show. He doesn't care what we're talking about. He just jumps right in, starts talking about his trades. And I love it. You know, he's no business or no bullshit. It's straight business. So Sam says, I traded Max Freed for Tyler Glass now. I know I'm going to make the playoffs. And I said, I might as well take the risk. I said that Anthony DiSclefani, Tony Disco, is on waivers. And if Glass is out this year, can I pick him up? Uh, well, he's got more comments here. I can't pick him up. Yes. Freed in a cat league doesn't offer any elite starts. He's a solid pitcher, but I said it's worth possibly getting Glass now for the playoffs. No, it is not. I don't think we're going to see Glass now contribute in any manner the rest of the season. What say you, Tony? Yeah, 100%. I'm out. I would not be trading. As, as a general rule, I do not trade for injured players, let alone pitchers. Uh, I cannot recommend that, Mr. Jakubowicz. Gary? <laughs> Yeah, there's no. Uh, we talked about this last night. There's no way you're going to see Glass now. We we know how Tampa runs that organization, and this guy's the ace of the future until they trade him away, obviously, which will happen at some point. But yeah, there's no way they're going to risk him coming back with a torn UCL. Maybe the real playoffs. That's it. That's maybe, maybe. maybe that's all still very, 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 very tiny percentage, folks. I, but, I, uh, I would totally recommend going and getting Descalfani, though. Aside from one outing, one poor outing where he gave up like ten runs, he's been incredible. San Francisco is doing something over there on the West Coast. I would definitely get that. What about this one? How much better is Max Free than Robbie Ray? Oh, should we wait? Should we wait for the Robbie Ray segment? Because I'd love to talk about Robbie today. Ooh. Well, uh, okay, yeah. We'll, we're going to tease that, as they say. That's what right. we do in this biz. People get annoyed, but we're trying to keep you. want to keep you here. We want to keep you in. We want to keep you here. We want to keep you in. Hey, it's turned into a gospel show here. Wow. <laughs> Things have gone haywire. Jasper says, yeah, I'd shy away from that. See, there you go. Jasper will answer for us. Thanks, Jasper. Appreciate that because Sam has a lot of questions. Sam's good to see you. Of course, this is the Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Show, and we always say thank you to everybody who's a part of the show. About a nine on the ten. Nope, that's the wrong button. God damn it anyway. Shit. You got too many Anybody drops, button. man. There we go. There's I, the best I, can. I do have too, too many drops. Too many drops. But we say thank you to everybody. You know, Mr. Belvedere, Tony, we don't think we've ever talked about Mr. Belvedere. I'm 42 years old. I do remember <laughs> Mr. Belvedere. Uh, was he a butler, technically? Or like, ah, there it is. Yeah. The classic debate goes on. It rages forward. Was he a butler? Was he a house manager? Was he a housekeeper? <laughs> Titles. Who cares? Like, he was a great man. Great man. <laughs> he was a great man. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so are all of you that have been following the show. Thanks so much. I uh, just want to say thank you to our new followers. We wouldn't be able to do the show without you guys. I mean, technically, we could talk into the void. But, you know, Tony, it's just not the same, is it? No. No, it's really not. You guys, just as I referenced earlier, there's no more entertaining podcast than the Enrico Palazzo podcast. I love what you guys do. I really do. Wow. Tony is so, so sweet. What a sweet man you are. You're making me tear up. But I promise I wouldn't get emotional for the show. Welcome, (laughs) Rishi Patel. 
R-I-S-H-I. Rishi? Rishi. Rishi. Yeah. Welcome in. He uh, is a contributor to Rotorballer, and he wants to be friends with us on Twitter. So thank you, Rishi. Good to have you aboard. Scott Jenstad finally followed us. About time, Scott. What the hell, man? <laughs> it took you move. being on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Replacing Jesus. Erickson for a week, and finally Scott follows. About time. And a guy named Steve Cook started following us. This freaked me out because Steve Cook was the name of my ex-stepdad, two stepdads ago, back in the 90s. He was really my 90s stepdad. My 2000 stepdad was different, much different. Sounds like a great sitcom. My my 90s stepdad. <laughs> yeah, I like it actually. Maybe there, maybe we could work on a screenplay or a script here. Um, but it was weird because his name was Steve Cook, and that was his exact name. There's probably a lot of Steve Cooks. Hell, there was a Steve Cook. I think probably played in baseball. Or was that Dennis Cook? Yeah, that was Dennis Cook who played uh, for the Blue Jays. Pitcher? Remember that guy? Or was that Dennis Lamp? Dennis Lamp. You're thinking Dennis Lamp. Dennis Cook yeah. was a pitcher for the Rockies, maybe? Dennis Lamp. I, I can't man. believe I just thought of Dennis Lamp. Tony, when's the last time you thought about Dennis Lamp? Literally never. I don't, I'm not I'm not I'm not in on that guy. I'm not sure. That one <laughs> just pulled from the clouds there. Well done. No fantasy Dennis relevance with Dennis Lamp. <laughs> Dennis Lamp is 68 years old. He was born on September 23rd, 1952. Uh that's eight days after my mom was born, by the way. That's a fun fact. And he pitched for the Blue Jays, the Chicago White Sox, the Red Sox, the Cubs. Well, he was a journeyman. He was a pitcher. A nice little pitcher that he was. Isn't that fun? Good to know. Great story. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever believe that Dennis Lamp had a double-digit win season? True or false? Oh. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give it a true. I'm going to give it a true. I'm gonna. I, I don't think he was a starter. I think he was like that, like long mid relief guy. But I'm gonna say yes. You guys are both correct. Early in his career, he was a starter. In fact, he was a regular starter on the Cubs. He won 11 games three times. Congratulations, Dennis Lamp. What a career overall. He had 96 victories. What a career for the great Dennis. The Dennis Lamp episode. <laughs> I will always remember 105 <laughs> when we talked about Dennis Lamp. I just dropped Dennis Lamp's uh, baseball reference in the live stream chat, so if you guys want to be a part of that. Right. You know we love the live streamers here. Their comments mean everything to us. And that'll do it. I said thank you. Uh, oh, yeah, one more. Youper from last night. We met a guy who's part of the Yoop. Motor City Bengals crew with Roger Castillo, Chris Brown. We did the live stream last night of Matt Manning's debut. Did you happen to catch any of that, Tony? No, sir. I was actually on the road. Uh, I did read uh, some feedback on it. It looks sounds middling, which let's face it, uh, some of the upper top prospects that have come out have been absolutely blown up. So I'm going to call this a victory for the Tigers. Uh, they are on the up. Casey Mize, Therese Kubal, and then Matt Manning. You got to be excited, fellas. Go Tigers. Yeah. Well, certainly. Wow. Yeah. I mean... Matt Manning actually had a – if you look at the numbers on the surface, it looks like a decent start, but it wasn't flashy. It wasn't a lot of fun necessarily, but it <laughs> certainly was serviceable. He went five innings. He only gave up two earned runs. And compared to a lot of other starts by rookies in their debuts, it looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah he, one, it, he probably could have continued and got another inning, but I think Hinch wanted to bring him out on a high note. You know, he went five, gave up two runs just fine. He didn't blow anybody away. There's a lot of hard hit balls, but defense played well behind him. And, you know, Tone made a great point. There's been a ton of other rookies that have come up and been absolutely torched. So I'll take what Manning did last night. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, you got, I, I can't help but be excited for you guys. Okay. We know Spencer Torkelson. And then you're going to have, 
this rotation of these three guys coming, just what we believe to be absolute aces, right? Uh, Exciting things in Motown. Exciting things. Yeah, we'll see how it actually plays out. You know, prospects are never a guarantee, but Scoople and Mize have grown considerably in this young season, and we'll see what happens with Matt Manning. It's good times. I wouldn't start Matt Manning. I wouldn't be planning to focus on him as a redraft centerpiece right now because we don't know what we're going to get from him. You never know when he'll turn into Jackson Coar pretty quickly. It could happen like that. All of a sudden, you're Jackson Coar and your life sucks. Anyways, let's get into leading off. Today in leading off, I mute the button that prevents the microphone from being heard while I run to the door to spit out a loogie. That's what really happened right now. I can't lie about it. But I feel much better. The throat is clear. Let's get into it. It is time for our catch of the day, which we provide you at the top of every leading off. Good. Our first catch of the day. Today's catch of the day is Jose Altuve. There's actually two, but Jose Altuve is one. He's been dear. We haven't talked about Jose Altuve in a long time in over the last two weeks, it's been insane. In fact, he's hit 12 home runs over the last 30 days. That's massive. Massive. Big time. So, Tone, do you have any shares of Altuve? And did you expect this return to prominence this year? Zero shares. But did I expect this? No. No, I didn't expect this. Okay. But am I surprised? Also, no. Right, this man has hit at an elite level for nearly a decade. So no, I'm not surprised at all. Was he 298, 365, 525 right now? 146 WRC plus. That's incredible. So no, I'm not surprised. All right, but you kind of touched on it. This uh, hot streak we got going on right now. Uh, his home run to fly ball rate is uh, second highest of his career, 22.2. So. This is a bit of a hot streak. He's going to come back down to earth, certainly. And then his, his pull percentage is actually a career high. He's taking advantage of those seats like the Astros do in short left field. He's pulling everything, 52% for Jose Altuve. Again, a career high on that. By the way, I think this is a jab at you from Jasper. Socks rule. <laughs> You're supposed to take that personally, I guess. Right? No, sir. Right, Jasper? Deary. Those were great numbers, by the way. I think Tony just summed it up beautifully. What else can you say about Mr. Altuve that Tony didn't just elaborate upon? Yeah, like Tony, I got no shares of Altuve, and I think a lot of people were scared of going ahead and grabbing him this year because of the poor 2020. It's just another example to not go back to 2020 and take that as anything that is going to be true in terms of the numbers extrapolating out to this year. 16 home runs. He is 50 runs through 57 games. That's absolutely insane on pace to just destroy his 112 that he had back in 2017. But, you know, he's healthy. There's no reason that we shouldn't expect him to bat 300. Uh, You know, obviously a lot of people were shying away because the stolen bases weren't going to be there, and they're not. He's got two stolen bases. But this Houston team is just clubbing the ball. They lead the American League in batting average. They're at the top, right near the top of the standings in the West, battling it out with the A's. And 16 home runs, that's that's absolutely unbelievable. He's probably the number one second baseman right now in fantasy. And, you know, you know, Tone said it. He's pulling the ball. He's, you know, using all parts of the field as well. So, uh, you know, if he can stay healthy, this is 
an amazing, amazing fantasy asset to have. His K percentage is down. It's the lowest it's been since 2017. And he actually has the highest walk percentage he's ever had in his career. So really, really good season for him. I guess the buzzer gate and the smashing of the cans, I guess, just does not matter. For Mr. Altuve this year, he's been a huge, huge fantasy asset for a lot of teams. That's an important That's an important point from Chris right there. I think going into this season, uh, nobody really knew what was going to happen to this lineup, right? We all know that they're elite hitters. I don't think that anyone questions that, but to what degree, we weren't really sure. That's one of the things I pointed to in the preseason on our podcast is eliminating the unknowns. And this was one of those unknowns heading into the season that I just wasn't willing to go after. Now, second base is as, as shallow as they come, in my opinion, right? Oh, come on. Don't do that tired old bit. Come on. I was, I was <laughs> willing to go. To, I was willing to go out to, they just didn't play out that way in any of my drafts. Okay. But like I said, I wanted to eliminate unknowns as much as I could. And I just didn't know what was going to happen. I get pissed at that second base shallow line because Ty France was deep down there at second base. He's very good. He's more than serviceable. He's startable in 15 teams. He's starting to come back around, too. He went through a real, real cold streak. But uh, right. well, he had a yeah. yeah. home run last night. Yeah. yeah. He's got yeah. two this week. So he should well, that's look one. A Nick Solak was supposed to be part of my argument, too, Tony. So that hasn't worked out. So I'll point taken, but there's probably a truth between the middle of both of our opinions on that. In Always is. Always is. No worries. <laughs> oh, you're well, so I, wise. Well, no, listen to this. There's, there's guys producing at second base that some of these guys weren't even draftable or they were drafted really, really late. Look at like a guy like Adam Frazier, Ryan McMahon, Joey Wendell, Chris Taylor, Gene Segura. These guys are all top 100 overall fantasy players. So the, it, it's deeper than you would think, but it's not the DJ LeMayus that are crushing the ball. It's these guys that you, you, you scooped up real late in drafts that are actually performing. Deeper and deeper. Whoa. Deeper and deeper. That reminds me of Office Space. <laughs> deeper and deeper. Another one, Sorry. Cesar Hernandez. He's got like 10 bombs for the Cleveland Indians. Oh! No, zero steals. Zero steals, mind you. Uh, batting like 217, unfortunately. Super low BABIP. If he's available on your waiver wire and 15-teamers, I can't imagine he is uh, if it's very competitive. But, man, nobody saw that coming, I don't think. Jonathan India. Another, another, name, another great name. Good call. By the way, the chat is on fire. Here's one that did work out. Keston Hira. <laughs> Although Ryan Venaccio, who's going to be on the show here in the next couple of weeks. I can't wait. Check out his band. With sales ahead. Sweet ass band. Great drummer. Ryan is the drummer in that band. They kick fucking ass. But do you agree with this, Tony? Because he thinks with this substance gunk, gunkathon gone wrong. Gunk, gunkathon gone wrong. I like that. You're on fire with these uh, gunk drops. There's a lot. You can play with gunk a lot and really come up with many things. But, Tony, do you think that Keston Hira is an example of someone, according to Ryan Venaccio, that could benefit from the gunk being taken out of the game? The great spin rate panic of 2021! Potentially, right? Potentially. It appears like, uh, I was just reading before we went live, Rob Arthur put out a tweet uh, a little bit about increased fly balls already on the pitchers who are, aren't using gunk, but this is totally in the preliminary stages of what's happening. Okay. So what, one of the things I'll point to later in our show and this show is this increased fly ball rate. Uh, that's going to scare me when it comes to the pitchers, but circling back 
to Keston Hira, that strikeout rate has just been god-awful for a very long time, right? 34%, 34.6% in 2020, 30%. Early in the season, 39% when he came back. This is this is god-awful. All the uh, uh, zips, steamer, have him for 31 30%. Can you survive in today's game with that? Yes, barely. Uh, he does have the power-speed combo, and Milwaukee's very aggressive on the base pass, but they've already sent him down twice, so you know they don't have a very long leash. The Brewers are in first place, playing very good baseball. They got Colton Wong coming back. Daniel Vogelbach's on first base now. He's in the middle of a hot streak. I don't know where Keston Hira necessarily fits in, but I totally understand where uh, Venasio went with that. It, it, it was a, it was, it, it made me smile. <laughs> and he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by. Struck him off. The Keston Hira story. Dave Funnel's in the chat. Davey is a smart guy. You guys should all be following Dave Funnel. He's Canadian, so he's a sweet man. Uh, sports underscore nuts with two Z's. Sports nuts fifty one. Off the top of my head, I think that's right. He says Altuve in 2020 played 48 games and had a phenomenal postseason. This year, his last nine-game hot streak was like his 49th game and on last season. Maybe just a slow starter at an older age. <laughs> 32, he's old. So old. Tone he's knows a, we're real. He's you a know child compared to us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Tony's 42. I'm 40. Ditto. You're 40. That's you can't old. take his stuff. He's old. <laughs> All right, so yeah, okay, so the point of that whole argument or topic was to give credit to Jose Altuve. Credit where credit's due, man. Good for you, crushing the ball. I think you already missed a big, big chunk of what he offered this year, though. He's going to have to slow down from this pace. It's unrealistic, so that's unfortunate. I wouldn't say trade for him now because, I mean, I guess he could double it. He could. He could hit 30 home runs plus now. That's definitely in the cards, so if you want to pay the price, though, at the top of its price, not what we usually recommend on the show. Never pay at the ultimate price. Not usually worth it. Our next catch of the day. Good. Our first catch of the day. Two catches. Two delicious entrees. Jose Otuvi and Robbie Ray. Now, town, Robbie Ray, tell us what we need to know. Well, do we already know who Robbie Ray is? Not as a person, but as if, a baseball player, kind of. Chris. High strikeout, high walk guy. Okay. Is that, the, is that the, 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 the narrative on Robbie Ray? Like, he's been around. We know what he does, right? Yeah, he's 29 years old, I think. Well, it looks to be a little bit different this year, right? A little bit different in Toronto, who's red hot, mind you. 3.54, 45 ERA, 3.87 expected ERA. Now, this is where it gets a little weird, all right? 4.32 FIP, but a 3.05 Sierra. This is an incredible variable when it comes to, like, predictive starting pitching stats. This is this is really interesting. Now, it gets a, a little more cloudy, okay? But I like Robbie Ray going forward. He's managed. He has a career-low walk rate, 6.3%. Uh, yeah. His K-to-walk percentage, because of the low walks, career-high, 25.8%. He's absolutely de- dealing for the Blue Jays. Now, I pointed to getting a little hairy, a little cloudy. 90% left on base. That's a career high <laughs> as well, right? What's that say? What's that say, fellas? Regression's coming, right? But That's also, what it usually says. Also, a 23.9 home run to fly ball rate. He's given up a ton of home runs on fly balls. That's also a career high. So what are we saying there? Regression to the mean again, right? So in my opinion, in my amateur opinion, 
opinion, I believe those are going to end up a wash, right? Really? As, as long as he's able to maintain the lowest walk rate of his career, and I understand that that isn't an outlier, that too can regress. If he's able to maintain that, the velo is way up on Robbie Ray's fastball. He's 90, pumping 95.4 now, curveball down from like 16% to 10%, and he's adding in, sprinkling in a little changeup at 4%. Swinging strike rate is at a career high, 16.5%. That one blew me away too. Swinging strike rate, a career high for Robbie Ray, a guy that piles up Ks is suddenly at a career high. Swinging strike rate. I do like what this guy is doing going forward. Toronto is red hot and on fire. You know he's going to get uh, the runs and get those elusive wins in our game that you can't really count on. I do like Robbie Ray going forward. What did you, what did you have, a few drinks this morning? <laughs> huh? I, I think you did, didn't you? Wow. Well, that was a great case. You're making great cases with your evidence, and I like people who bring evidentiary support to their arguments. Deary. We've talked about Robbie Ray on the show, and it seems like he's changed pitcher. It really does, because the mechanics were already changing in 2020, but they didn't take. And Remember that last year, guys, coming into the short bozo season? We're talking about Robbie Ray's made some adjustment in his mechanics, and he's going to be a different pitcher this year, but it didn't translate on the field. But then he, gets tra- or he goes to the Jays, signs the deal there, and now we are seeing that change in the full season. So, Deary? Do you agree with Tony? I actually do. Uh, the difference is the fastball is effective now. Uh, Tone talked about how it's a touch up from previously. He, he normally set around 92, 93. He's throwing 95 now. He's actually locating it. This is the problem that he had for extremely long time in his, in his career. A similar problem to what Blake Snell is having right now is he couldn't locate his fastball. His fastball was all over the place, and he just relied on that slider and curveball, which both were devastating. This year, his fastball has been incredible, and he's been able to throw it 56% of the time. And, you know, the reason I always stayed away from – Robbie Ray, especially in, you know, ratio leagues where you play like a K per nine. I loved the fact that he could strike guys out, but it was the walk rate that was just so frustrating to see. Now that he's not going deep into counts, he's getting guys out a lot earlier. His last three starts, 10 strikeouts against the Whites against the Red Sox, 13 against the White Sox, and then nine against the Miami Marlins. So like He's still striking guys out, but he's not walking anybody. So I think this actually will continue. He's on a squad that's going to be fighting to make the playoffs in the Blue Jays. So I actually buy in on Robbie Ray being very, very serviceable the rest of the way. Holy testicle Tuesday. Unbelievable. Let me share this final thought on Robbie Ray. And this was a great choice, Tony. I'm really glad you brought him up because people are obsessed with, you know, they see changes like this and we'd have a history that says otherwise. It baffles the mind, right? Like, is this real? Is it not? And this is what we try to do with this job, although we don't get paid. Do you get paid? I don't I don't get paid. Do you get paid? No, no, sir. No, sir. <laughs> paid in compliments. Pro oh Usually pro from bono. the people that are on our show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Tony's been very complimented. Tony has paid us like kings today with his compliments. Wow, thank you, Tony. Let me read this real quick. It won't take long. I know. Don't freak out. This is from good friend of the show and fellow Rota Fanatic pal, Paul Mamino. Every Thursday, he does a GPS report where he focuses on a pitcher. And he did a Robbie Ray a little while back here. I think it was about a month ago or so. 
Raised fastball locations over an expected swing rate chart are what you see if you go to the article. And I've also placed the article in the live stream chat for those of you here on the live stream. You can see from a quick perusal of the charts, Ray has been targeting the heart of the plate with his fastball so far. This has allowed him to remain in the zone much more often than he has in the past. However, this leads to a ton of swings at extremely hittable pitches. Ray's in-zone swing rate is at a career high and has led to a career low called strike rate. This is the main reason why despite the massive swinging rate jump, swinging strike rate jump, Ray has not seen the strikeouts come with it. Although the strikeouts have been up in the recently. He's, he struck out, what, 13 in a start recently, didn't he? Am I crazy? Yeah, 13 two, two starts ago. Yeah, so this was written before that start, technically, so that's interesting. Caveat, this is an extremely dangerous way to live, and if the swing and miss numbers on the fastball regress at all, Ray could be in for some serious regression. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Totally, under, totally understand that argument, but this is also the John Means argument going into the season. Can you dominate in the zone with your fastball like the way John Means does? His Z contact was incredibly, I don't want to say incredibly low, but one of the lowest in the league, top seven, I want to say, heading into the season, season with his fastball. And before his injury, he was living up to that hype. Okay, He was dominating in the zone. Like some of the best power pitchers in the game dominate in the zone. Now, when Robbie Ray goes from 93 to 95, this changes a lot in the zone to miss bats, okay? I'm just going to rely on the numbers and no, uh, not necessarily uh, a narrative at this point and, and ride this out. Even if he does regress to the walks a little bit, you've already chewed this incredible uh, third of the season off with Robbie Ray. Strikeouts are there. Maybe he does regress a little bit with the walks, but you can dominate in the zone with a fastball. It's not unheard of. So I do like it. It will be a little scary, like every five days, facing Boston, facing New York, facing Tampa, the best team in the league, going into Baltimore. That's always tough. I totally understand that, but he's getting it done. Chris just mentioned it right there. Dominated the Red Sox, dominated the White Sox. These are two of the best offensive teams in the league. Very good. Well said, sir. Let's talk Manfred's boner. Now, the title of this show on the... (laughs) On the picture is... We're talking boners, specifically yeah. Manfred's. I don't know why Let's that's talk so Manfred's funny boner. to me. Talk Manfred's boner. It's fun. The right spin right panic of 2021. The title of this episode is Rob Manfred Ruined Baseball. Now, that's not a permanent state. It's not an absolute, but it could be something that comes true. We have to stop it. It's up to all of us to hang on to the game and keep our own little piece of it. Everybody, you know, Tony and Scott. Chris and me and everybody out there, Jasper, Sam, Brian K. Rodgman, we all hold our little piece of this game together on our own time, and we make it what we want it to be. We hope we can do that. Rob Manfred has not been able to do anything right, it seems like, and he doesn't really give a shit about the game. You've heard all the stories, and the World Series trophy is just a you know hunk of junk and blah, blah, blah. But this move here with this in-season gunkathon removal has been a big, big Big point of contention for me. Tony, I'm sure you're not pleased with it because it doesn't make sense. You don't change the rules of a multi-billion dollar industry mid-season, in-season, anytime in the season, right? Well, it's not even changing the rules. It's enforcing them, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could you could debate the, how the semantics of that look. That's true. Yeah. That's fair. What do you think, Tom? Fuck it. Do whatever you want. It's his league, right? Just, just bury it. 
Just bury it. Everyone will come back. We'll we'll still watch this game. Oh, he's the worst. He is the worst. Yeah. Listen, you actually nailed it on the head for me. I, I don't know if it's your most recent podcast or a couple ago, but you referenced football. Like, I don't watch any football anymore. Like, I'm out on football because of all the tinkering they did to that game. It was driving me insane. Like, I don't want to have some scandal in football or baseball, the game that I love, all the every week. Week after week, a new scandal, new something. Like, I don't care. Like, you're not going to make millions of people happy. And it just boggles my mind, this whole shit. Okay. Now, let's get back to baseball. And I think we want to talk about Tyler Glass now. Is that correct? Like, we obviously, this was a concerning situation. He addressed it. And my initial reaction was like, don't be a bitch, Tyler. Like, I, that, like, I understand this is incredibly frustrating. You just got injured. And then I'm going to my background, okay? I went to school for sports medicine. I haven't practiced in 20 years or anything like this. But when you had the good doctor on the other day, like I had a little bit of a boner, okay? Because he was referencing valgus stress on the US, or UCL, the pronator, and everything that's happening in the forearm. And I'm just like, oh, my God, nobody talks about this on Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I loved it. I just cranked that shit up, okay? Dr. David Meyer. Yes, that was good stuff. Tyler Glass now was not bullshitting when he pointed to the fact that his – flexors and extensors in his hand and his fingers and his forearm do protect the UCL. They stabilize the UCL right there at the insertion point, at the origin, if you understand the biomechanics of the arm, which obviously the doc, the good doctor did, right? So <laughs> I am going to apologize to Tyler Glass now for my initial reaction. Once he did explain it, it was thorough and completely understandable. Now, use layman terms for everyone to understand it, but that's exactly what did happen. If he was, in fact, gripping the ball harder, there was more stress on those forearm muscles, and it could have potentially popped because of it. Okay, you can't eliminate it. Now, you can't dismiss it because that's exactly the truth. It's biomechanically sound. So good on you, Tyler Glass now, for explaining it thoroughly for everyone to hear. Genius, genius, genius. Yeah, I, 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 I was totally against it until I like I saw the headline. Glass now blames the new procedures with MLB to not allowing illegal substances to the UCL strain. I'm like, come on, no, this is ridiculous. And then I heard his press conference and in his interview, and I'm like, okay, I get it now. He explained it very thoroughly, and I had some compassion for him. And I'm like, okay, this isn't bullshit. It's not like Garrett Cole sitting up there being like, uh, uh, I don't know, like he. You could see the, the frustration in, in his eye. So, like, you know, perfect point there. All right, then right, panic of 20, Beautiful. 21. Well said, sir. Well said. Jasper says, I agree. Hardly any football at all anymore. Baseball consumes my free time. So you're not alone, Tony. We are not alone. And that's good news. I don't know what else could be said. I've covered this. We covered this on the last episode. We talked about it last night on the live stream with the Tigers fellas, Roger Castillo, Chris Brown, Youper. Make sure you follow all those guys. And, of course, make sure you're following Tony at Open Bar Dudes. He's our guest here on the Hands hey, Rico Plaza Fantasy Baseball Podcast, presented by rotofanatic.com. Plaza Podcast on Twitter. Two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. It's me, MJ Gobier, and C. Deary 1999. I want to talk next about... Can we Return? stay here for just a minute, Mike? Oh, oh you want... You, don't, yeah, you, you want to... You know, I haven't had the opportunity. I haven't had the opportunity to pop off on this. Okay, like the last <laughs> time, the last time I recorded was a couple weeks ago. We had Justin Mason on. We had Ryan Bloomfield, and this was just the story was just kind of breaking. 
right? And I was lobbing it up to them. And those guys are pros. They've been around a long time. They gave everyone the default answer. What do you do in fantasy baseball? What's the move? Well, they are correct. Most likely, there are no moves. We're all in the same boat here. There is no smoking gun. We can point to Trevor Bauer. We can point to Garrett Cole and spin rates and all this shit, but we don't exactly know, okay? I think we kind of know, but we don't exactly know what to do. I've come up with one move. I've come up with literally one move, and it's back to basics for me. I like guys who strike out people, and I like ground balls, okay? I've seen John... John L, MLB Moving Averages, just tweeted about this recently. The article from Rob Arthur, I cannot wait to read about fly ball increase so far in the two weeks. Okay, but this is what people were pointing to with Trevor Bauer. If he's not using the stickum, that one season where he was getting blown up and abused by the home run ball, this is something that I personally want to avoid. I don't have any Trevor Bauer. If I did, this is very specific, and we can all laugh about this later if this doesn't work. I'm going to go to the Sandy Alcantara owner who's been loving his Sandy Alcantara pick. This is a heavy ground ball guy with the strikeouts who I will most likely be targeting next season. Okay. But I would be dangling Trevor Bauer right there. And that's highly specific. Okay. Does that owner believe in Trevor Bauer and what he's done? Does, is he even aware of the high fly ball rate? of Trevor Bauer, but that's where I'm going because I bet, I'd be willing to bet that the strikeouts might be comparable to Trevor Bauer from Sandy Alcantara. I think the ratios will play out almost exactly the same and who the hell knows on wins. I know that's very specific, incredibly specific. That's my move, I think, in that scenario. Wow. Unbelievable. Three cheers for Tony. I love Sandy Alcantara. I always have, always will. He was my dark horse Cy Young candidate on the Roto Fanatic article we put out the preseason. So you don't have to, you're not getting them from me, though. I'm not giving them up. Hell no. Because I love them. Likewise, on that note, if you've been hanging in there with uh, Nick Pavetta, high fly ball rate guy, you bail. You jump ship. If you didn't already <laughs> jump ship, yeah, get off. Get off that. That's trouble. Yeah, that's a ticking time bomb, folks. That's just something that's ready to blow up in your face at any given moment, even before this. I just thought it wouldn't last, but this is just another reason. You're really, really onto something. And it's so obvious. Rob Arthur's point is so obvious now. Of course. You put some shit on a ball, right, Deary? It's going to slow the ball down. Might take a few feet off a fly ball. Could add to some increased home run opportunities. He, it seems so obvious, but he was the first one to say it. <laughs> or do it so well and organized with his data science. Absolutely. This ain't so even not. the end of it. They're going to find another substance. They're going to do like. In 2006, I was interning for a low-A affiliate Cubs here in Peoria, Illinois, right? The pitchers were taking uh, spray, spraying it on their pants or whatever before they went out there. It's a little bit of stick them. It ain't the same as the spider tax stuff. But, they, you know, it's just on to the next thing, on to the next thing. Yeah, they're just going to figure it out. It is what it is. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got to go off because, Tony, I want you to get off. I really want you to go the extra mile and get Get it out because you deserve it. I like you. You're always a straight shooter. So do you feel like you've said what you wanted to say? here? I feel good, man. Thank you. Thank you. Great. I feel good now. <laughs> good, good. Because at this point, it's we've given you all the details on the show this week. We've made it clear. Tony just made it clear. These are going to have impact. This moment, this gunkathon chaos, this gunko bozo fest is going to have an impact on your players <laughs> one way or the other. And you want to try to be on the other side of it. 
the one side that's good, preferably, that provides outcome that is beneficial. And ground ball pitchers, smart, very smart. That is a genius move that we should have talked about, but we'll give full credit to Tony at Open Bar Dudes on Twitter. If you're not following Tony, then you're a fool. You're just a straight fool. That's it. There's no other choice. Actually, that's not true. You just might not know who he is, and I would love for you to follow him. All right, Return of the Mac. The music's bumping. Mark Morrison. Hey, you're 42 years old. You remember this jam, right? I got nothing on my end. Is it playing? Is it good? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, we can click it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> It'll be on the podcast version, though. We're just so vibing. Mike, go ahead and sing it for time. I'm sure we <laughs> Once again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the podcast version, we play all the music we want, especially in Enrico's Inquisition. Uh, just a couple players to consider uh, who are returning. Return of the Mac, we'd like to keep you updated. It's not that in-depth of a segment, but it does help to keep you guys up to date. Jeff McNeil should be back by Sunday or Monday for the Mets, and I'm going to love that. As long as he's healthy, he's going to go off. He vastly, vastly underperformed, and he got hurt early on in the season. Jeff McNeil is a great, great player. And I am really looking forward to his return on several of my own fantasy teams. Colton Wong should be back with the Brew Crew. Is it Leading today? Off tonight. Yeah, all right. Woohoo! That's great news, right, Tony? That is great news. That is great news for Colton Wong and the Brewers. Okay, that offense is stinking it up quite a bit. We all know the struggles with Chris uh, uh, and Yelich, but in 44 games for the Brewers, four home runs. Five steals. We all knew when he got out of St. Louis and head into Milwaukee, there was opportunity for a little more power. It seems to be playing out a little bit. He's slugging a career high, 441. Okay. I go back to the Ooh. 44 games, four home runs, five steals. This is a dynamic player that nobody's really talking about in our game. Well said, my friend. Well said. Colton Wong is awesome. He can steal your bags. He can do it all. And if that offense gets going, he can score a lot of runs, which I think will happen. Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt's on the brink. I think it might be a couple more days, but he's been at, he went down to the minors. He was at AAA. He's been working at it. Hopefully he doesn't have another injury. He's had two different injuries, the meniscus and the oblique. What's next? What's the next injury, Deary? Well, I mean, I, I'm hopefully he can stay healthy the rest of the season for the Yankees because they need some help there at the corner infield. But I mean, I'm a little nervous about him coming back. Both injuries have been leg injuries. Uh, you know, the oblique, and now he's got, you know, or he did the knee injury and then the oblique. I mean, this is a guy that hit 22 home runs in, in 56 games last year. So, I mean, there's going to be a little bit of trepidation when he comes back. Uh, you know, it's it's going to take him a while to get in the swing of things because, you know, he, he was out at the start of the season, was able to come back, play 12 games, and then pop right back onto the DL. So uh, it might take yeah, him a he, couple weeks, minors, but though. I think there may be a power outage coming here. He's been in the minors for a while here, getting things ready to go. So he was, he's not going to come in totally cold, right? You would hope not. I hope not. It, look, when Dr. David A. Meyer was on our show, make sure you're following him at Injured to Elite and listen to his podcast with Daniel Bard. Go find that episode. It's inspiring, powerful, beautiful stuff. Injured to Elite podcast with Daniel Bard. Dr. David A. Meyer said, Tone, that these oblique injuries, these side injuries, these midsection core injuries – a lot of it is due to players that spend too much time in the cage, actually. They're overly exerting their core, and that's why it happens. Uh, what do you think of that? Uh, it's a, entirely possible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yield to the good doctor on that one for sure. We're seeing these <laughs> weird things play out with uh, teammate Giancarlo Stanton and, and, and uh, oh, my God, I'm blanking out on the other big yeah, guy. 
Judge. Dear Lord, how did I forget Aaron Judge? But you Who see, forget? <laughs> I, I th- are we at the pinnacle of, of just mass, just massive men and being able to compete over the, the, the course of six months, right? They generate so much torque on, on themselves and their bodies, and it's just bound to break down before. Like, it, it totally makes sense. Uh, I am nervous about this oblique, uh, him coming back too early. I am hopeful because Luke Voigt helped put Open Bar Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the map. I was 100% in 12 for 12 shares last year, uh, and it, it proved to be the right call. I think he's a complete package. He takes his walks, hits for power, can give you plus average when the average is incredibly tanked. And then you talk about the team context in New York. Uh, I, I love me some Luke Voigt. It's crazy that you created this for the outline. I have all three of these players, Voigt, Colton Wong, and Nico, coming off of the IL shortly in a 20-team deep keeper league. I can't wait for this because I got I, I need some help, fellas. Yeah, Nico's amazing. I love him. Uh, I'm surprised he's been so injured this year, but I guess that happens. It's a weird year. It's the Bozo year. Last year was the Bozo year. This is the remains of the bozo it's like return of the bozo or revenge of the bozo whatever you want to call it it's fine but nico horner is a player i like a lot so you're smart you're so smart tony everything you say is so true when it comes to fantasy baseball uh and that's pretty much it uh that was you know that's good enough i want to give you guys a couple players to consider who are returning uh you know ramon ramon loriano already came back earlier this week Alberto Mondesi came back this week hit a couple home runs already uh a deep, deep cut, maybe for that 20-team dynasty like Tony's in. Uh, Luis Rengifo has been called back up to the <laughs> Angels and has been playing. He played yesterday against our Tigers in the Matt Manning debut. Not a power hitter or anything, but if you're looking for some steals, uh, maybe an annoying player who gets some hits here and there, scores some runs, it's worth a deep, deep, deep offering. Any Luis and Rengifo lovers here? Who's passionate? I, I, I love annoying players, Mike. I'm definitely scooping them up. <laughs> Hey, I don't love an annoying player who just keeps needling at you. He makes little things happen. So anyways, there it is. Return of the Mac. <laughs> of course, Matt Manning being called up. That was a return of the Mac, his first return of the Mac. And uh, those were good times. I really hope the Tigers see better days ahead. I really do. This is the Rico Plato of Fantasy Baseball Podcast, presented by Rotofanatic.com. Rotofanatic.com is all you need. You want injuries? We got it covered. You want closers? We got every bullpen covered by Mr. Dr. Mike Carter. You need to know what's going on with the coming schedule of the following week in fantasy? Crosby Spencer has it. Schedule factors all every weekend at Rotofanatic.com. All right. It's myself, MJ Govier, Christopher Deary, C. Deary, 1999, and Tony at Open Bar Dudes as we head into a very special edition of Enrico's Inquisition. Would you prefer to deal with a manipulative person or a callous person? Wow, this is deep. Deep into my psyche. Alan Trammell or Lou Whitaker? Oh, I knew you were going to hit me with that. The 1988 Dodgers or the 2020 Dodgers? Oh, the 1988 by far it was the happiest moment like of my sports life that was my first gut moment get ready for some doozies because it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show enrico's inquisition been looking forward to this one tony tony you are an honest man you always bring it you don't make up stories you're a truth teller 
So give it to me, man. I want to know what are some of your favorite musical artists of all time, the music that you crank, that you got to have in your life. It just wouldn't be the same without it. Uh, I'm not an eclectic music lover, so this will be easy for me. Uh, uh, and maybe some eye rolls out there. Like, I listen to Pearl Jam daily. Like, this is... Uh-oh. Deary. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I'm a bit of an introvert uh, outside of this podcast, but I do like what. Go ahead and zoom in on that, Chris. What do you got back there? <laughs> zoom it's in. A, it's a poster from their 1998 live on two legs. Oh yeah, um, nice show. Um, a very rare poster. Um, yeah, I have Pearl Jam stuff all over this house. Beautiful. I can't wait to talk to you later, man. But like, I, literal daily Pearl Jam. I haven't stopped listening to their latest album, which is a year old, a year, 14 months old now, Gigaton. Uh, Eddie speaks to my hippie soul, right? Uh, like I said, I was a bit, bit of an introvert. Uh, he just knows how to take a song up and take a song down and go the full circle. Uh, I love that man. I really do. Uh, but then if we step outside of Pearl Jam uh, in the punk realm, I loved, unfortunately, past tense, loved Gaslight Anthem and what Brian Fallon did for them, those New Jersey boys. Love that. I love his, uh, I, now he's turned into this new Eddie Vedder. Chris, I don't know if you're on to Brian Fallon at all there. Um, yeah, he's a little like, he's kind of folky acoustic now, right? Slowed things down quite a bit, opening up that big heart of his. And I love those lyrics. I love a guy that can just pour his soul out on paper. And it, uh, unfortunately, literally, I was just supposed to go to a show uh, last week in Nashville. The, the dates got rearranged. I wasn't able to attend. Uh, but yeah, those two guys. And then uh, Deer Tick, I'll throw out a couple others. Deer Tick, they're, they're, they're a great band, a great live band. Uh, uh, and then the Wood Brothers, they're a little folky too. Love their story. They went different directions in life uh, geographically and then came back and uh, do some bluegrass. Uh, bit of a hippie over here in central Illinois. Are you insane? Amazing. That's beautiful. Deary, what, what are, what's running through your head right now? You're such a Pearl Jam fan. I mean, this is <laughs> I'm like... very excited. I'm glad I got back into my seat just as yeah, I feel like I should leave the show sharing his, his love for better. My wife talks about it all the time. She's like, if you were ever to have sex with a man, it would probably be Eddie Vedder. And I don't disagree with that. That's beautiful. That is true love right there. Jasper says, see Pearl Jam and Iggy Pop down at Deer Creek back in the day. How about that? Deer Creek, Deer Creek, Michigan. Yeah. Deer Creek, Indiana? Is it? Well, Jasper lives in Indiana, so I don't know. He's in between gotcha. both of us here. You're in Illinois. We're in Michigan. Well, you live in Illinois, right? But yes. Jasper's in Indiana, so I don't know where Deer Creek is. I think that was 1995. I have a another poster in the basement when Pearl Jam played the Breslin Center in East Lansing, and they played with Iggy Pop. I think it was 95 or 96. Here on me, oh, hey, hey. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, Oh, there it is. It's an that indie. Was indie. Indie, come here, hot. Beautiful. Well said. We're, I'm exactly two hours uh, west in Bloomington, Illinois, so we're pretty close, Jerry. Jasper, excuse me. Jerry, how dare you? Don't disrespect like Jasper. Jasper's one of our go-to. I saw Springer, and I just blew it. <laughs> Cincinnati. Jerry Springer was the mayor of Cincinnati. I don't know if people know that. That really happened, by the way. He also was on WLWT, which is the local NBC affiliate. He was an anchor. That's how he really got his start. So he was a serious newsman, believe it or not. 
which is odd. And I actually worked at that station for eight months when I lived in Cincinnati. WLWT, NBC affiliate, live. But I never opened my mouth. I was just behind the scenes. You would never know. People would never know that I had this voice. They're just like, oh, there goes that guy who comes in at 1 a.m. and doesn't say a word and then leaves at 8 a.m. and goes home and eats Burger King while he falls asleep. Let's get you back on TV, Govier. Let's <laughs> never start a campaign. <laughs> well, let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. Oh, I'd rather be doing this. Freedom. We can say whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. This is the way. This is the dream. And if somehow we could, you know, I'm unemployed right now and I don't get unemployment. So my, my funds are dwindling. If somehow I get paid to do something like this, it would be really nice. I would say that. That's true. That's the dream. All right. So we're talking here with Tone inside Enrico's Inquisition. Goshen, Indiana is where Jasper lives, in case those of you, I, I'd like to know that. Tone, would you rather be arrested or stabbed? <laughs> See, here's the thing. Uh, if you get arrested, there's a potential you still might get stabbed. So if it comes down to... <laughs> I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Uh, Nobody's really, said that before. I thought about this hard. Uh, if I must, I'm just going to take the stab. Like, I'm, I'm going to take the shank. Uh, hopefully I get to pick where that goes, maybe in the foot or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> But I figure if you end up in jail or prison, you're probably getting stabbed anyways. As I understand it, I've never been. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead and shank me, I guess. Hmm. See, that's why I love doing this. You just get different responses, different people out there. People think we're all the same and boring. No, we're all unique, special individuals out there. Just like Mr. Rogers said, every one of us is special, and it's true. Yeah, definitely the lesser evil. Um, I, I feel like, in my opinion, I'm not going to take the hard line here. Ah, <laughs> uh, well then, is it the change up, the curveball, or the slider? What's the one pitch of those three that you just find so fascinating? Oh, it's the curveball. Uh, give me a 12 to 6 all day. It, it blows my mind, the physics of it and everything. Uh, I'm a Nolan R- Ryan guy. It's, it's, nobody wow. talks about him in the fantasy baseball world anymore. There's no need to, of course. But this is where my uh, love for baseball basically started. This old ass man, 40, you know, 40 <laughs> years old, pumping gas and then 12 to 6 over the top. It was incredible. Like throwing no hitters. At, when was his last? Was he 41 years old or something? He threw his last no hitter? 43, no I think. Yeah. Unreal. Crazy. This is when I fell in love with baseball, just watching it, and the way he coiled up and exploded off the mound. And then and it was the 12 to 6 all day. Like I loved it. I ate it up. I was like, how do you do that? And. <laughs> I didn't play baseball in high school, oddly enough. I was a, I was a fast little kid. I ran track. Um, co-ed practices. Co- co-ed practices, if you know what I mean. I was out there having a good time. But um, Nolan Ryan, uh, just the physics of that, watching that, I really fell in love with baseball. That's where my love for baseball started. And it was. It was all because of that 12-6. to 6. I didn't understand how to do it. I couldn't throw it myself. Uh, I was, uh, and when I did try, uh, I, my elbow burnt immediately. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys ever pitched at all. Like, as soon as I started throwing some junk, there actually during, during that internship when I, uh, that I referenced earlier, I, w- I got into some ears of some of the pitchers. Like, hey, hey uh, you know, how do you do that? How do you, what's your grip? How do you do that? And I was icing my elbows while I was icing their elbows. Like, it was awful. That hurt so bad. So, it's the curveball for me. Dear, you can speak to all that. Tell them. Oh, yeah, God, after every single start, my shoulder and my elbow was just wrecked. I mean, I took, 
I don't know, a whole palm full of Advil before every start. We'd rub everything we could on our uh, on our elbows because, I mean, I was throwing curveballs at like six years old, like as soon as you could pitch. What? Are you insane? That is insanity. Wow, I, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's, oh, yeah. That's fucked up, man. But, you know, <laughs> Nolan Ryan always seems so angry to me even though he's awesome i just don't i don't feel like he i feel like he always had high blood pressure even when he was in his 20s he's just a very intense dude and i respect that i do respect the intensity but he seems like he wouldn't be a lot of fun personally i, I don't want to ruin that he's got um, the uh rbf a little bit right a little bit grumpy old <laughs> i could see it RBF. resting bitch face mike oh come on <laughs> well, I know what that is. I know what resting bitch face is, but I, he's, yeah, he does have that. That's true. Was it the was it the Ventura mashup where they, they got into it? The fisticuffs? Is this why? Or are you intimidated by the old man, Nolan Ryan? No, I just you just oh, look at video of him. Whatever he's doing, something he's just sitting like, I hate this life unless I'm pitching. I hate this life unless I'm pitching. There's like one video of him smiling, and it was his last no hitter. He's also a Texan, and Texans are very staunch and stubborn assholes. Uh, no offense to the state of Texas, by the way. Uh, some good things going on in Austin, I hear. About a nine on the tension scale, Rob. Yeah, I know. Sorry about that. Uh, Tom, uh, have you ever seen Master and Commander? And if so, is it a great movie? Yeah, this is. I, I knew I was going to struggle with this one. And I'll apologize in advance. When it comes to, like, pop culture or any TV whatsoever, I'm, I'm kind of out. Like, I'm out. Good for I'm you. A, I'm a runner. Uh, I, I go to the woods. Uh, yeah, I'm... I'm, dis- I'm working on some endurance training right now into my old age, getting a late start on this. I have, I, I know, I, I can't even think of his name, the star of that movie. I, what's his name? Russell Crowe. Good Thank guy. you. Official fantasy baseball podcast of Russell Crowe is the Plato Podcast, two L's, two Z's, by the way. So everyone needs to know that. Utah, give me two. I watched little to no TV. I haven't sat down and watched a movie in years. I apologize. I've got nothing for you. I, wait, That's it's amazing. Versus, That's it's great. It's Survivor, though, right? I've seen Survivor. Uh, I would like to play Survivor, so I, I will take Survivor, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Doug Ishikawa would be very happy to hear that. So another, okay. another Survivor fan. But Master Coach. Commander is a beautiful movie. It's also very old, so I thought maybe you saw it a long time ago. It didn't just come out yesterday. It's True. seven, 18 years old. It came out 20, 2003. How the fuck did it come out that long ago? I felt like it was five years ago. That was God, time is just time is flying about flying by, Mike. We're gonna be forty one in two months. Everything oh, happened be... in the nineties, right? Is it, are you guys with me on that? Yes. No. Basically. Yes. Basically. yes. I don't feel like that, but you guys. The nineties were like seven, eight years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty soon we'll all be dead and we'll never see each other again. Looking forward to that. Just a realist. is a realist over there. That's true, I am. am. But I cherish the time we have together, so that's why if you're going to die, you should really appreciate what you got here. That does mean something to me. And, you know, Tony, you often, you surprised me many months ago. You hit me up and said, you know, I really appreciate your honesty about mental health and stuff like that. So it means a lot to you, and I wanted to take a moment to say thanks for that and also give you an opportunity to kind of share anything you'd like to say on the matter well listen we're on the cusp of these conversations and as uh uh man you really you really caught me off guard with this but we are we're in this the 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 early steps of this sticky ball stuff we're in the early steps 
of drowning out this toxic masculinity that you see all over the world, our dad's dads and all this stuff for years and years and years. I think the world is trending in a different direction and it doesn't matter if uh, 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 the uh, grumpy old men fight it tooth and nail into their grave. Change is happening and you're part of it. Thank you so much for beginning these conversations. Okay, like I, I'm totally caught off guard. I was not prepared for this, but this is real, Mike. What you're doing, not on this podcast necessarily, but your other shows, is real. You're having real impact on humans. That's incredible. That's kudos to you, man. Honestly, that's great. Like you're, you're doing what you've had, your life lessons, and you're taking it in a whole nother direction, right? And I'm proud of you for that. And I wanted you to know that. So it was, I think I. I reached out to you at one time when you were open and honest, and I just I, I needed to celebrate that, right? Like you need to, you need to know that it's hitting for people. It's incredible what you're doing. So here, here, here. Love you. Keep going, man. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, that was beautiful, Tony. Thank you so much. That was very kind of you to say. We didn't script that. Just in case you guys are wondering. Um... You know, we always talk mental health on this show, though. It's not a mental health focused show, of course. It's a fantasy baseball, but dearie, like we always say, we we find it to be uh, an absolute necessity. It's not something that you can just ignore in any realm because it is our existence. It's who we are. It's part of our daily lives. Yeah, I mean, I'll double I'll double back on what Tone said. Um, you know, the fact that you are so open about your past struggles, Mike, is so inspiring to so many people. And with your first day pod, you know, the stuff you talk about on the Cinema 9 pod. I mean, you're a funny ass guy. You say some wild ass shit. But I think people commend the authenticity that you have about any struggles that you've had in your life. And we've talked about this many times, like continue to talk about mental health and it's going to be able to get so many other people through struggles that they've had. And we started talking about this last last year when we, you know, during COVID, when we were doing our pod, is at the end of the pod, we would do like a mental health check-in and talk about the mental aspect of baseball and how COVID was affecting this and mm-hmm. how COVID was affecting players. And now we're talking about, we were talking about this the other day, the mental aspect of how taking away some of these illegal substances from players are going to affect them mentally. Um, so, you know, I've always commended you, Mike. I love you. You're my brother. And I, I love for the fact that you're open about this. And Tone was right on point with commending you. Thank you, guys. That's very, very sweet. You guys are amazing human beings. And, uh, you know, just going to keep being myself. Keep doing it. I'm not afraid. I just have the truth to tell. And whatever, however that goes, that's how it's going to be. Uh, I guess I'm fortunate enough to just do that. So Life on, <laughs> life, life on life's terms, right, Mike? Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. I mean that's that's something to shoot for, no doubt. But you know, this isn't about me. This is about Tony. We're in a Rico's Inquisition. Uh, Russell Withers is here, by the way. Hey, Russell! Great to see you, my friend. Russell is a diehard master of the Master Commander GIF. Actually, nobody's done it better than him. And I've also been in, uh, enjoying some movies, thanks to Russell. That's our little secret. Thanks, Russ. Appreciate it. I actually started finishing the Harry Potter series. I've never seen all the Harry Potter movies. I really have. What? Also. Really? I never. I just. I didn't give a shit. I never read the books. I was like, who fucking cares? Oh, that's right. You're not married to my wife. That's right. Yes. So I saw the first three. I think Prisoner of Azkaban was the last one. So I've been going from there. Really exciting, Tony. You're missing out on some hot teenage action. (laughs) With wizardry, too, and witches and mysteries. Doesn't that sound like fun? Some of them are pretty good. 
I've, oh, I've, I've been into it. I'm into it right now. I'm not gonna lie. I've caught some Lord of the Rings scenes. Uh, that was that was fun. That, that's fun a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, haven't, it's the same thing. I haven't done the Harry Potter either, though. So, yeah. Maybe you know, I got a little three-year-old. Maybe we'll get there eventually. I don't know. But <laughs> Russell says, is confused. it? <laughs> yeah, is it here, here, or here, here? H e r e or a t a r? We've been over this before, and it's a mystery. It still could go either way. Because you could be like, oh, I hear you. Here, here. Or you could say, I'm here for you. Here, I'm here. So, I'm, I He's going to hang up and listen to the pod. Thanks, Russell. Catch you later. That was a nice intro, outro. Uh, all right. Enrico Zikosic here. We're going to wrap this up quickly. Um, would you rather canoe or kayak? Oh, wow. Great question. This is a new one. Great job. Yeah, I wasn't, it up. I wasn't ready for this. Tobin was doing his homework listening to all the other episodes to see that, what see the smoke? he was going to get. See the smoke? Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna kayak then. I'm I, I would, I'm gonna kayak uh, a little single, just drop in all by myself with my rucksack and travel downstream. That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah, that um, seems like you. Yeah, it, it totally is. Yeah. It's easier too. You kayak, you control the thing, and you're by yourself. And... Canoes yeah, are you... teamwork, right? I mean, you don't usually canoe by yourself. You could. Generally, right. Generally, yeah. And if you tip over, you can get that sucker back over probably by yourself on a kayak. Yeah, I would definitely kayak over canoe. Beautiful. Uh, would you rather shoot hoops or throw a baseball? Oh. Play catch, I guess. Okay. Well, you know, we've been a little mushy so far. I would, I would, I would love to still play catch with my old man. We haven't done that in years. At any time, we were burning some meat on the grill. I was playing catch with the old man. You know, still would love to do that. Uh, uh, but I was a hooper. I was a basketball kid in high school at a football school. I was the lone basketball kid at a football mm. school. Um, so, yeah, I, I still actually, and during the winter months, uh, I still head to the open gym and, and, and scrap it up and throw these sharp elbows around. Uh, got a decent little jump shot still. Yeah, yeah. I actually, listen to this. This is a quick little story I'll give you. Uh, me and Ben, uh, my co-host, Ben. We Shout out to played, Ben. Yeah, we played in a county tournament way back in 95 before we even knew each other. I, I, I bettered him on that day, and I never let him down. I never let it down. Um, yeah, I was a little bit of a hooper uh, back in the 90s. Um, so, yeah, I, I would probably still play basketball. Wow. I used to have a friend who was all bows, man. He's just he'd be the worst elbows in your gut, in your side. It was awful. God, it was not fun. To, he was a rebounding psycho. He couldn't do anything else on the court. He was one of those guys. I'm just a rebounder and a defender, and I'm just got these elbows. And you would be terrified to go inside the paint when he's down there. So I get that. I, I get that. That's very cool. All right, let's close it out like we always do. Tony, for love or money? I think you guys probably already got a good feel for this. It's love, man. It's love. I don't need a lot of money. I don't have a lot of money. Uh, I, I love my wife, and I love this little girl that we've created together so much. Uh, it, it's, it's definitely love. I think if you want to get technical, I think I heard like years ago, like happiness doesn't grow after like $45,000 a year or something like that. Everyone's general happiness doesn't change. So who needs that money? Right. Yeah, it, it changes what you're able to do, but it doesn't change your happiness. It's love. Love all day. Beautiful. Special moment there with Tony from the Open Bar Podcast. But you're listening to the Hands of Rico Blotto Fantasy Baseball Podcast presented by rotofanatic.com. I'll tell you once, I'll tell you again. Go listen to these people at rotofanatic.com. Paul Mamino, Carmen Arano. 
Crosby Spencer, Matt Williams, Mr. Doctor, Mike Carter, Davey Funnel, Phil Goyette, Mike Richards, myself. We're all geniuses. You want to know the truth? I'll give you the truth at rotofanatic.com. All right, let's get into the final segment here of the, the final showdown. We're going to call this one the Law of Averages. Players with poor numbers that have to turn around at some time. It's just this Law of Averages. It's real simple. Things have to change. It has to get better at some point. So, Tony, you're our guest. Lead us off. Give us somebody who's about to realize that the Law of Averages is a thing because they're going to get better. Yeah, I, I got to double down, unfortunately, the numbers are so pathetic. But I planted my flag before the season started on Hunter Dozier in Kansas City. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Multi-eligible in Yahoo Leagues, uh, first, third base, and outfield. It hasn't all came together. I think for within the first week he had a, uh, a thumb sprain, sat out a little bit. Um, but we're still talking about raw skills here. Raw skills, max EV. 113, barreling it up, 10.7, career high hard hit rate, 45.5, BABIP, 175, 175, yeah, that's rough, that's rough, so he's slashing 152, 226, 337 right now, it's god awful, WRC plus of 53, this is really bad, his strikeout rate has kind of climbed back up to 30%, Okay, in 2019 and 2020, though, it was closer to 25%. That'll play in today's game altogether. Okay, it's been a rough start for Hunter Dozier. He does have some speed that I pointed to in the offseason. Okay, I don't think you're going to get a whole lot out of him. But he does have seven bombs already this year. Hmm. Again, limited time in 51 games, seven bombs. That'll play. He does have one stolen beast. He does have above average speed. Okay, I have Hunter Dozier on a lot of teams, and you can say what it is. Uh, it stings a little bit right now, but I got a hold. I got a hold on my guy, Hunter Dozier. Hey, I was there preseason, man. I love Hunter Dozier. I love the flexibility that he provided, and I thought he was going to take it to the next level. 28 years old, going on 29, blah, blah, blah. It has not been there, but doesn't mean it's not going to happen yet. He's, he's going to get there. He's going to get there. I know it. Deary, give me somebody. The law of averages defies all reason, but tell us why, in the end, we could rely on the law of averages. Yeah, it's going to be Eugenio Suarez for me. So he's doing exactly what he normally does the last couple of years. He strikes out a lot. He's got 82 Ks, 29% K rate. A 178 BABIP is just not helping anything out. He's a a career like 280 BABIP guy uh, in, in his prime years with Cincinnati was over 300 every year, 370 slugging. He's a 465 career slugging guy, 245 OBP. That's a career low, a career low walk percentage of 7.7. So all these peripherals right now are not working out yet. He does have 14 home runs. He has 35 runs. He has 36 RBIs. So that's not bad. He's on pace for about 90 runs, 90 RBIs and close to 30 home runs. So that's pretty good. The problem has been, he's not crushing fastballs. This guy is legendary at crushing fastballs. When he had his amazing season in 2019, when he had 49 home runs, he was a 31.2 fastballs above average player. This year he is a negative 1.4 or actually 
negative 6.5. Last year was negative 1.5. So mm-hmm. the power is still there, which is really good. His hard hit rate on batted balls is down to 33.7%. Um, he's been healthy these last few weeks. The Cincinnati Reds are a team that absolutely crushes the ball with guys like Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos. I feel like he's gotten a little unlucky, specifically in the BABIP category. I don't expect him to be batting 280, 290 like he's done in the past. I think that batting average is average hikes up above 200 and I think he has a pretty good second half I'm trying to scoop him up in a lot of leagues because I'm weak at third base um, so I think Suarez is a guy who a lot of averages are going to equal out and he's going to have a better second half well I like that uh due to time constraints Tony I'm gonna go back to you here I, who cares what I think right now Tony give us another one I feel like I'm limping in here a little bit and I apologize if you guys talked about them this guy uh Frankie Lindor is this not Captain Obvious right here like, <laughs> yes, right? we have not. No, we haven't. I mean, it was obvious that sooner or later things had to change, and people traded him and they gave up on him. But the people who acquired him were going to benefit eventually. Career low batting average and BABIP 213 average, 234 BABIP. This is going to regress to the means. He, we know what Frankie Lindor does besides those amazing smiles out there at shortstop, just bringing the energy to this game that we love. Like, this is one of the best players that we have all around this top 20 player. It just hasn't quite happened in New York for whatever reason. Okay. The skills are still there. 11.6 walk rate, 16.3 K rate. Now, uh, if you want to point to uh, this trend of uh, increasing K rate for Frankie Lindor, fine, but 16.3 is still great in our league. In our stat cast, he's barreling up 6%. 2018 was 9%. 2019 was 7%. So he's at or around his barrels for stat cast. And his home run to fly ball rate, 8.8, which is a career low. Okay, that's going to rebound. The bombs are coming for Frankie Lindor. Like, I don't know if your league mate uh, uh, is going to run from this or not, but I'd be finding out. I'd be asking. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's a great call. I got no beef with that at all. That makes a lot of sense. I my homely, he was already traded a couple weeks ago, and the guy who got him is getting the benefits. There's Brian Seymour. He was trying to find his way in here. He wanted to say hello. Brian, what's up, my man? Brock Miller in the house, two years. Yeah, so weird. He just doesn't swing much, and that's in reference to Frankie Lindor. Brian says, Tambo gives me major Trevor Plouffe vibes. <laughs> Trevor Plouffe. Huh. I did it. Thank you, Brian. A lot, I appreciate it. A lot cooler than Plouffe. That is some sexy shit right there. <laughs> Not that I uh, know. Dear- <laughs> That ain't no ploof. Deary, fire off another one. Yeah, let me roll with uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. So go ahead and look at that ERA, 6.21. But then look at his XFIP and XERA, 3.36, 3.52. He's gotten a little unlucky this year. Uh, left on base percentage is 62.4. He's a career 74%. Uh, so he's having mm. a hard time getting out of innings when guys are on base. Home run to fly ball rate, also at a career high, 15.6. The problem is he's having trouble with his fastball and his cutter. And looking deeper into kind of these numbers and looking at some of his opponents, he's been tagged by really good teams. He got tagged by the Braves, the Astros, the Blue Jays, and the A's. So that's three really, really solid teams. Uh, you know, that are near the top of their standings. Atlanta, obviously, we know that Atlanta is a team that can put the ball out of the park a ton. You look back at 2018 and 2019, Eduardo Rodriguez was really solid. 3.81 ERA, 
32 and 11 those two years. Now, you got to remember, last year he missed the season. So it was going to take him a little bit of time to get going. The strikeouts are there. He's at a career 10.53 Ks per nine. The walks are down as well. Uh, the BABIP is sitting at 380. There's no way it's going to continue at 380. Uh, line drive percentage is up to 25%. He's generally below 20%. So Eduardo Rodriguez is a guy who's playing on a very competitive team in Boston. And I think some of these... Some of these stats are going to turn around. I see him more of a guy who's going to be closer to like a four and a half ERA. He's got good stuff. The strikeouts are there. So I think he's someone who you could actually go scoop up on the cheap if he's not even, he might even be available in some of your leagues. Innings eater who's, who's you know, back 2019, 203 innings. Um, so if he's able to get those starts, I think he gives you a really good opportunity to turn your team around here in the next couple of months. Man, this is great stuff. We're firing at you right now. Both barrels blazing. Bing, 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 bing. Tony, give us one more here on the law of averages before we close it out. When you talk about this sort of topic, uh, I go straight to E minus F. I, go, I jump to the leaderboard E minus F, ERA minus your FIP. Who's not performing at what we expect them to do? Number one, uh, this is another Captain Obvious answer, Luis Castillo there in Cincinnati. Uh, we've actually seen this rebound start to happen with Castillo the last yeah. two times out. Okay, so probably everyone's onto this already. Hopefully, you held like I was a big Luis Castillo guy again, ground balls and strikeouts coming in the season. I have several shares that I've had to eat for a long time now. We're talking what is it, June 18th? Uh, but <laughs> it appears like the fastball is way up finally again. Uh, wh where are we at 97.3 just the other day versus. Uh, a changeup at 88.4. The changeup mm. has been the key for Castillo, though, right? Two years ago, we were talking about one of the best changeups in the game. It fell off a little bit in the short season, you know, when he had slowly had to ramp things up, throw out 2020 altogether. But it appears like it hasn't came back yet this year either. And even in this game versus the Brewers, most recently, he got nine whiffs on the fastball and only three on the changeup, 25% there. So I'm not fully sure he's back okay unfortunately we're gonna find out though this weekend when he faces the Padres that's <laughs> a bit scary and then briefly uh E minus F again Nathan Eovaldi okay he's got a 3.76 ERA that's great uh I think he's gonna be better I, I really think he's got five uh, the, the full repertoire to be a better pitcher things have been a little fluky with his defense. someone knows bloom boards right yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely me and Ryan went back and forth a few times on those Nathan Eovaldi has the skills to get it done. Five-pitch repertoire. He's got a swing and strike rate north of 9.5 on all those pitches, okay? Like, you can't go wrong. You're getting strikes, strikeouts on all five pitches. Like, not a lot of people are doing that, okay? So, I like good things for Nathan Eovaldi going forward. Uh, like, I know the injury risk lives. I understand that narrative completely. But we're talking about a starting pitcher that's currently healthy. He's been healthy for two straight calendar years. You just got to roll with it. Like, what else are you going to do with it, right? So I like both of those pitchers to bounce back. Number one, number three on the leaderboard, E minus F currently, as we roll into the dog days of summer. E minus F. That's great stuff there. And a shout, Brian Seymour. Shout, boom. Brian Seymour says, Luis Castillo is back. Never sat him for one start. Well, that's <laughs> interesting. Uh, you can't sit. A second or third round pick and a 15 teamer. Well, I mean, you can. You can make a, you can sit them out once in a while. It's not forbidden, Brian, but I see your point. I think I understand what you're saying there. Right, Deary? 
I wasn't listening. I wasn't even listening to what you're doing. I was trying to set my lineups. <laughs> ah, that's right. It's 6:59 p.m. right now, and the weekend is starting. I'm actually. <laughs> I understand that feeling. Trust, trust me, I get that. Tambo nails it. Says Brian Seymour. Great stuff. Brian actually's got a great pod coming out soon. Make sure you guys check it out when it goes live. So what this song means to me is going to be amazing. It's a really great idea. I think it's going to go live in July. So make sure you stay tuned for that. He's abandoning the fantasy baseball pod, focusing on the music, which is what we all should be doing. We should be focusing on the music. Did you record with him, Mike? I definitely did. There is a. I'll, I'll wait to hear what you do. I, uh, I'm going to record. <laughs> yeah, I haven't told anybody. A, I haven't said a single word about it to anybody yet. Um, it was pretty intense. I gotta say, it was like. I actually, yeah, I have, I have an idea of the direction you're going. So I'm having a hard time pick, picking a song because uh, we might record next week. You definitely should. That's it was really hard to pick the song. I, yeah. V- very <laughs> difficult to think about it, Tony. All the world, all the music you've heard in your life, and a song that means something to you, you could have a moment where you're like, oh yeah, that was beautiful or painful or a challenging situation where you heard a song and it kind of meant something to that moment which you applied it to. But then there's also music kind of flows through each other, multiple songs, like a playlist almost, like things are now. So it's very complex. But you got to pick one. That's the rule. Yeah, it's a great concept. Uh, Brian, I might be in your DMs a little bit later uh, (laughs) if you're still around. I'm really interested in seeing how this goes for you uh, and excited. I will be a listener for sure. I'm already already following that. Really excited for that. Uh, I'm really curious about the concept and what you need out of that show or podcast because I might be able to help or willing to participate if you're interested. Yay! That's fantastic. All right, let's do the final segment. We'll close this show out. We're going to live life to its fullest. That's what we've learned today on the show. This one's called Anchors Away. That's right. Anchors Away, my friends. I see you another day. I'm going away. Experiences have to go. Anchors Away. Bouncing Souls is playing. Song, great song. Bouncy Souls are a great classic punk rock band, East Coast punk, if you will. Now, I don't know. We didn't discuss this, frankly. So, fifty percent rostered. This could be anywhere. Uh, Tony, did you focus on on NFBC or Yahoo, or did anybody else look at it from a specific format? Because I think I was choosing Yahoo just to be friendly to everybody out there. Because not everyone is NFBC focused. It's not fair to do that, in my opinion. I totally agree. The simpleton in me went straight to Yahoo as well. Um, Good. And I, I picked Ian Happ. Ian Happ. And this hurts. This stings for me a little bit, yeah, this right? Is, this is tough. Oh, my goodness. Let there's, it out. Take your time. Take there's your time. an argument to be had here. It is what it is. But the current slashing 188, 307, 348, WRC plus of 88. Okay. Currently striking out at a 30% clip. That's no good. I think when we pointed to the Ian Happ comeback was late in 2019 when he came back up. He lowered that strikeout rate to near 25%. He And then in 2020, in the short season, for what it's worth, it started to edge up back to 27%. And now we're sitting at 30%. Okay. Now, if you want to argue the BABIP is super low, yeah, that's true. But his expected batting average is like 219 or something like if you're going to have 
that batting profile, like I need way more power than he brings. He has some power. I need more. Like I need Miguel Sano power or something like that out of this player profile. If you're going to strike out that much is the exit velocity is like 112. That's great. But the barrels are actually trending down is 13.7 in 2017. And now they're mm. down to 10. Like, 10 is good. 10 is great. I'm happy with 10. I just pumped up under <laughs> Dozier for uh, a bell rate of 10. But however, this is trending down. Uh, uh, I think we've seen, we know what Ian Happ is, unfortunately. And then since we referenced oh. Yahoo, he is eligible everywhere. And yes, that's nice. There might be a hot streak in here, uh, but I'm out. I'm out, fellas. And, and it stings. It hurts. I, I, I don't think the Cubs are going to be going here again. They do have outfield help on the way. Uh, so anchors away, Ian Happ. <laughs> I definitely dropped him in the 12-team Rotowire OC on NFBC. I finally gave up on him about, uh, I think, the week before last. I'm like, I just can't hold this guy in a 12-team anymore. It's not getting the job done. And now I'm thinking 15 teams, is it over? So it's it's close. It's very close. And he's been a major disappointment. I really thought he was going to turn a corner after last year, but that was a mirage. So, uh. Uh, Deary, do you have anybody you want to mention? Yeah, I can't live with Miguel Sano on any of my fantasy teams. Uh-huh. I can't. I can't live with a 179 average. He's he's owned 54% in Yahoo leagues, 39.1 K rate. I mean, sure, this is what he always does. He strikes out a ton. Uh, his barrel rate is down to 14.4%, which is not bad. But yeah. he's 20% over the last two years. 49% fly ball rate, 21.6 infield fly ball rate. Mm. Um, and the problem is 22.1% of batted balls are soft contact, which is not really good. Sure, he hits home runs, but he hits them in bunches. So he has 13 home runs this year. He's gone on two different stretches where one, he hit four home runs in seven games, and the other one, he hit five in six games, and three of them were in one game. This is just a really, really tough guy to hold in your league. He's going to he's gonna squash your average. He's going to kill you on strikeouts, and maybe he runs into one and hits a home run, but I want nothing to do with Miguel Sano on any of my teams, and if you have him, please go ahead and drop him. Bingo, bango. And then uh, there was Nick Solak. Nick Solak, really, really disappointing. He had a great start in April. He stole two bases in one game in early April. I was like, oh, this is what I waited for. This is what I signed up for. Had a two-homer game as well in April, but it's been all dead. May was dead, and now we're in June, and it's dead. That is a long time to be hanging out of somebody who is just dead. Wait! Drop an anchor on your team. And... If you're looking for hope, signs of change, hey, Nick Solak will break out of this. You waited this long, you might as well wait the rest of the season, and when you're in last place, you can thank me for telling you now that you should have probably dropped him. I'm still not dropping him in a lot of leagues, only because they're specific-type leagues that are deeper. They're 15-teamers for sure. I'm not abandoning just yet, but 12-teamers, and even if a 14-teamer I'm in, I'm, I'm questioning how long can I have a guy with a 301 OBP who never steals bases, who was supposed to run like crazy. The Rangers ran like crazy last year, and they do run fairly often. Not as much as they did last year, unfortunately. I I just... All the signs point to nothing awful. That's the thing. So if you look at his steeper stats, you know, he hits the ball hard at a max EV of 110.6 this year. That's, That's not trash. The launch angle is where it's always been. It hasn't changed. It's not great. It's not awful. He barrels balls at an 8.8% this year. 
which is higher than he did last year, but slightly lower than the year before that, but that's on par. So I think, I think you got to cut ties now. Do yourself a favor. It's the strikeouts. That's one of the big things that bother me is his strikeout rate has gone up and he's going to continue to be dead weight. But I do see, unlike some of the other players we're talking about here, I do see a sliver where things could turn around for him. He's not a lost cause. But if you're in certain situations where your season's on the brink here, you can't rely on him right now and you have to cut bait. Yeah, Mike, he was a guy you and I were both high on preseason. Yes. And in that April, we seemed like geniuses. And I, I own him in two leagues that are deep leagues, 16 teams and 15 teams. And he's my starting third baseman because I can't find a replacement for him. So I'm stuck yeah. with him. <laughs> yeah. Any comments on Solak there, Tone? No, I totally agree. I think this is one's, this one's difficult, right? Because he's getting his first legit every day, like he played in 2020. Power speed combo, like you said, it just hasn't been there. Hot April, it just hasn't played out in May or June now, middle of June, two and a half months now. Yeah, this is problematic for sure uh, at a second base position. Yeah, this is one of the guys I needed to hit to validate my point. So I have failed. Call me a failure. It's fine. I can live with it. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Uh, I have zero shares of Nick Solak. I, I think it's it's trouble. You know, if you're 15 teamers, you got to. Hold on and pray. 12-teamers, you can definitely cut. Uh, all right. Anybody else you guys want to mention before we close out the show here? Was there a name that you want people to know about? When it comes to Anchors Away, they're sinking ships across the fantasy seas. Can we briefly talk about Carlos Carrasco? Cookie! Like, I yes. want this man to succeed more than anything. I really, really do. Uh, the, the, the cancer scare and everything, he was on the comeback. But the, these notes that we're getting... Now from the Mets are just odd and, and and it just doesn't look good. You know, we're just talking about a hamstring strain early in spring training and, and he's just now throwing off flat ground again. You know, he's ramped up every time he makes like one step forward, it's two step back again, June 18th. Like if you have the ability to hold this man, if you got four IL positions, like everyone's hurt. I can't imagine you're able to hold Carlos Carrasco right now. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm I'm clinging to it because I need him in a, one particular league. Really? This is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. yeah PRP injection. PRP injection. That's scary. June 11th, throwing off flat ground. June 16th. I don't know what to think here. Are you guys going to hold here? I have him nowhere at all, and I actually propped this question on Twitter about a week ago. Hey, how's all those stashes? The sale, Thor, Cookie, and uh, who else am I missing here? The other guy, Severino. Thank you. Yeah. How are those stashes Which he already, there? Yeah. Severino just has <laughs> yeah. that back. That yeah, looked he had a groin injury. Yeah. I, I've got, I got no desire to get Carrasco. I'm not looking forward to him returning in June at all. That's out. And July looks like a really long shot. So you're left with August and May, September, which, you know, could help you. You're, you're in a chance to win a league. I think this is really standings focused. If you're in the top half, you still feel like you got a shot. You're going to go with Carrasco and take a shot, and it's worth it. Otherwise, you can't take that risk. You cannot do it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's like keeping 100. Isn't that true? Yeah. All right. Keeping it 100. We did it, guys. What a big day for us. We're all grown men. We talk about baseball. It's strange, but it's true. We want to thank Tony. We always thank Tony. We'll thank Tony even when he's not here. In fact, we should thank Tony more often, just randomly on the show. 
and think of him because Tony's a good American. You are American, right? See. Si. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tony. Give us your farewell speech. Uh, I really do appreciate being on here. I know it took a, a long time coming, uh, but we figured it out. Schedules are here. Uh, and, and I hope that, it, that my comments on, on what you're doing with all your shows come off as genuine because I really do appreciate who you are and what you guys are doing. I'm not, I'm not just out here uh, uh, bullshitting when it comes to this particular no. podcast. I genuinely think it's the most entertaining, best complete package when it comes to a fantasy baseball podcast you're getting the numbers you need and you're getting the entertainment like this is exactly why i started open bar fantasy baseball like there was podcasts out there that were delivering the metrics and i was just bored out of my mind it was yonsville right so then i thought i could go on there sprinkle in a little personality which i feel like we've done right yes. and had a good time we met some great friends we met you guys last year uh, so really, I just appreciate the work that you guys are doing. Uh, I'm sorry it hasn't played out in a monetary value. It's a, it's a <laughs> long run, right? It's a long Why? race day. Yeah, yeah. But thank you so much for having me. Follow us at Open Bar Dudes. And my co-host uh, handle is at Open Bar Ben. Thanks again. Of course. Man. Yes, of course, Ben. I remember listening to you guys before we started the podcast or around that time. And there was some music underneath. There was always booze involved. <laughs> and so that made it different. It made it fun. I was like, hey, we're just a couple of guys bullshitting here, having a good right. time. We're still talking deep numbers. It was a good quality combo of what you're trying to do. What you just explained that we do so well is exactly what you're doing well. And the only thing we do here differently, I would say, is that you know we're just a little more slick with the production. That's it. That's <laughs> the only difference I would say. Because It's incredible. <laughs> that's it. But that's it. But you got to... You got to invest to do this stuff too. Like, I mean, the board I have here and all this stuff, it requires a fair amount of money. So it's not, it's, you don't need to have that stuff to do a good show is my point. Like, it's cool because that's, I've always been into that stuff. I like cutting audio and editing and stuff. So that's fun for me, but you don't need that stuff. And that's what your show has proven. And, and that's not a slight. That to me is a credit to you guys. You keep it simple and you entertain people and they draw you in they pull you back in every time and that's why the open bar pod is a pod that i think you should consider listening to and if you don't listen to it i can't force you to listen to it but i would strongly recommend that you at least you know be doing so thanks so much mike i appreciate it yay all right i'm at mj govier on twitter gov is in victor ir he's c during 1999 he's dying to get off the show so he can go enjoy his friday night i was prepared to go to eight man <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, well, then I take I that was. back. I apologize. I'm open interested. Bar Dudes, of course. Open Bar Ben as well. Ben, shout out. Hope you're doing well out there. I don't know how you're feeling, uh, but Ben is a <laughs> mysterious figure to me. But I think he's a cool guy. He's just a mysterious guy, though. Kind of lingers in the shadows. Yeah, he's not a uh, social media buff, necessarily. <laughs> buff. Yeah. Hey, you know what I love to do? I'm a social media buff. I spend all my time on social media. I'm dedicated to its growth and expansion, and man, I just love it. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, uh, he's the quite the opposite. He loathes, loathes social media. Don't yeah. we all? Yeah, it is what it is. It's, <laughs> it's a different animal. The way of the future, though. I mean, shit. I mean, you know, I'd, you can make it what you want it to be. I actually, I've yeah. said this many, many times. Twitter can be a hellscape if you want it to be. Like last night. Uh, oh, boy. Go there. Oh, but boy. I will tell you here that I've made it 
what I want it to be. I right. don't go into the stuff I don't want to be a part of. I think Deary does the same thing. Deary pops in, gets what he wants out of it, and leaves. You can't do know, that. I don't even know the last time I actually tweeted something out. I think it's been like a month. <laughs> well, you're on fire with your uh, rankings, and then yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. But that's my point, though. You don't, you don't, you can, you can kind of curate your own world. So. To say blanket social media is hell is it's funny to say, and there's some truth to it, but it's not necessarily universal. It's what you no, you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. Just such as life, it is what you make of it. Yeah, you nailed it on the head again, Mike. <laughs> Bingo! All right, don't forget, uh, we'll be back Sunday with the fabulous Fab Show, Fab and Streamers. End of the week, a new week coming. It's like we keep doing this, and next thing you know, we'll be old and gray, and this will be a distant memory. But I'm excited for the present right now. We're going to talk about players doing make a difference on your squad next week fab uh i can't think of a major fab guy off the top of my head right now i'm sure there'll be someone who pops up on the show because that's what we do but right now i'm not thinking like oh i got a bid 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 big time this weekend not necessary but don't forget it's two l's two z's on the plato podcast utah give me two c theory 1999 mj govia govia is the victor ier open bar dudes that's it it's been a pleasure. Tony's the best. Make sure you follow him, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Rule five, fix that stick. A hard to find. From Chris Shelton to Reed Garrett. These once promising names litter my mind. All right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, Surprise is on our side. <laughs> Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.